97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC Journalism Professor Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the upcoming NFL season with special emphasis on a team to the south. Our guest, Tom Corrin, a longtime sports reporter and anchor in Tampa and my former colleague. So, Tom, you know that things are, are it's interesting when the top line on the ESPN ticker is Tom Brady shows off new uniform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and today Rob Gronkowski donned his new uniform. So it's, you know, the two big boys from New England uh, are the headlines. Uh, Brady, of course, uh, it was huge. I mean, the anticipation was was unbelievable, Charlie. You know, you have no nothing to look forward to as far as any training camps just yet. Uh, you know, the coaches have just been allowed to go into the facility here. So I, I guess, you know, the next best thing is is try to, you know, get them all jacked up for the possibilities of us actually having a season, which I certainly hope happens. So the team released not one photo, not two, but 41 different photos. <laughs> and, and one writer said, you know, way to rub it into the faces of New England fans. 41 photos of the guy in different poses in, in his jerseys. So 41 yeah, photos for a guy who's 42. Yeah, is you know, he amazing. the savior of the Tampa Bay Bucks? Oh, is he the savior? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, I I'll tell you what, he's a hell of a better quarterback than the one we had. Uh, you know, Jameis might have. Uh, uh, Jameis just didn't didn't learn. You know, his, his forte was the fact that he was repetitive in his mistakes, and you, you just can't do that. You know, all this team needs to do, Charlie. You know, they've got they got the better quarterback. They will test Brady's arm, you know, deep. You know, people say he doesn't have that arm anymore. Well, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he's got. And they'll adapt accordingly. But the difference with this football team that nobody ever takes a look at now is their defense. The defense right now, you know, they rank number one against the pass, or excuse me, against the rush last year. And they've all been together. Uh, you know, they've got the coaches together. Nothing's changed there. Uh, they're going to have a dichotomy there that's going to be a whole lot different than that learning curve they went through last year under Bowles. So I, I really think this is going to be a really solid, solid football team. And they're going to give, they're going to give the uh, Saints a big run for it, and I think they're going to come out on top. All right, so the knock on him is he's 42 years old. You know, you can't mm-hmm. change that. Chronology is what it is. But he's played in nine Super Bowls. He's won six Super Bowls. You, you have to be jazzed, if you're a Bucks fan, about the possibilities. Sure. What he is is Tom Brady's a smart quarterback. Uh, and let, let, let's face it, you know, that, that's, that's number one in the game, which they didn't have last year. And he also commands attention. All right? He really commands attention. And defense is uh, – believe me, they're – Arians is going to find a way with all these weapons they have on offense right now. It's going to make it pretty easy for Brady to be able to pick and choose. If the offensive line gives him that time to go to that second and third, get a, get a good view of the field, they're going to be tough to stop. 
it, it it's just not it's just going to be it's going to be hell for any defense that they're going to play and, and and I don't care what team it is so you mentioned that they're not in official workouts yet but uh, right. One of the TV stations down there in Tampa got chopper footage of uh, him working out with some of his teammates at a local high school. So the players are taking it upon themselves to get going. And one of the, one of the quotes from one of the uh, Tampa publications was, he's already taking charge of the offense. Well, what would you expect? He's Tom Brady. Sure. That's what I like about Tom. You know, it's, well, of course, when he went, out, he went mistakenly into the wrong home instead of Byron Leftwich's home, which I'm sure everybody has been noted to know about what happened down here. And he thought he was walking into Leftwich's house to get the playbook. He turns in and he walked into the neighbor of Leftwich and then leaves there and he goes into Leftwich's house. He probably has got that playbook, you know, 80 to 90% down by now. And that, that's, that's what, I like about Brady is that when he, when he commits himself as he's committing himself and he also is, as we all would presume is trying to prove to New England Patriots and more, probably more likely Belichick that he could be successful in another place outside the system in which Belichick ran in New England. So uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised at that. Uh, the only thing, Charlie, you know it as well as I know it. We've been there before. You know, guys working out in in in, in their shorts. You know that that that's nothing. Let's let's wait until the boys you know put on the pads and, and let's see what this football team is going to look like. Because you know, I I hate it. I hate a training camp in shorts. I mean, it just it was. You know, you sit there and you sweat and you and you watching guys running around. And frankly, it doesn't mean anything because until they put those pads on and go mano a mano, uh, we really don't know what kind of a football team it's going to be. Uh, we don't, but you can base, you know, some expectations on history. Uh, defense last right. year looked pretty good. You have the mm-hmm. all-star quarterback. You have his favorite receiver with him. How big a factor do you think Gronkowski would be? Uh, you've you got Godwin. You've got Evans. Uh, you've got Brait. Even Brait is a good tight end. Don't underestimate him. Uh, he is, he's really great in the red zone. So now you're going to have two tight ends uh, that are excellent in the, in the red zone. And that it's going to, that's going to amplify, I think this offense, because last year they bogged down a bit, uh, break got hurt. They really couldn't find the target. Uh, it, you know, when they were inside the 20, uh, they kicked too many field goals. Uh, so, and they turned the ball over, but the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, Gronkowski is going to add that dimension uh, of aggressiveness and being able, and he and he still can separate himself easily from, uh, you know, a linebacker that may pick him up. So I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I'm jacked up to see exactly how Arians is, is going to set the offense up. And I'm pretty sure he's going to go to a multiple tight end situation. Sports focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Tom Corrin about the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we'll get to the entire NFL in a moment. But uh, the big news for a lot of people is uh, the reemergence, if you will, of, of Tom Brady in a different uniform. And, uh, Tom, here's what, what some people have said. Of course, New England fans are not – happy that he's no longer with them. One says the Pats are better off without him. I 
kind of doubt that. Another says, I refuse to accept him in any other uniform. And one that I thought was kind of interesting, I won't cheer him, but I won't boo him either. I thought that was kind of interesting uh, from a Pats fan. Well, one thing I'll say that I'll say this is Boston fans are very intelligent fans. They may be maybe when it comes in the in National Football League circles, they they could very well be the the, the best fans. I, I just I love Boston fans. I'm, I'm I don't know. I was in a job running in Boston once, and I spent some time, and I had a cab driver going from Logan to my hotel before my uh, interview with them. Quiz me. He goes, "What are you here for?" Okay, and I told him, and he started ripping me questions on Boston sports. That's the the kind of fervor they have there, and. If for Brady, you know, whatever the reason was, I'm sure it was a little bit of Belichick. Uh, I, I don't believe it had anything to do with Robert Kraft. I'm sure he was a little bit dismayed that he lost Brady. But business is business. And they decided that this was the time. If they were going to move on, they're going to move on now. And Tom probably, you know, as he's indicated before, that he felt that that was going to be the situation and that was going to be his last year as quarterback in New England. The question was, is, you know, was he going to move on to another football team or was he not? You know, he wanted to. He's just looking for that situation that was going to be adequate for him. And it turns out it's going to be here. Uh, you know, impartial as some Patriot fans might be as ticked off as some Patriot fans might be as laissez faire as some might be. Uh, the fact of the matter is they are not better without Tom Brady and uh, they are going to have a, a, a learning curve themselves and they're not going to be the dominant type football team that, you know, we're used to seeing on a yearly basis. You know, those 10, 11 wins are going to be very hard to come by for that football team. All right. So let's talk about, this team, the Bucks, and of course, mm -hmm. you know, every, everyone who's a Bucks fan or observer uh, thinks, mm, wow, uh, let's, let's see what happens. But historically, I've heard it said that the Bucks historical record looks like the temperature chart of a malaria victim. <laughs> Lot, a few highs and a bunch of lows. Um, you know, you, you start with the yucks, right? The, they called them the yucks back in the day, 0-16 uh -huh. right. before they had a first win. Then the Doug Williams era, they're pretty good. They're decent. Mm -hmm. Doug Williams, uh, Leroy Selman, people like that. Another long down period. They win the Super Bowl in 2002. And then things were okay for a few years and then down again. So why has this team been so up and down in its history? Well, you know, I – Charlie, you you know I go back I go back to nineteen. Let's see, when did I come to Tampa? Nineteen eighty five. You know, so I was there for, and I covered a little bit of it when I was in Orlando when McKay was there. And you know, it, it's the turnover, it's the turnover stuff. You know, they they never were able to to keep themselves in a position uh, where they could number one. Uh, first of all, they didn't draft very well, uh, and then. Uh, the, the best era is that the best era that they really had was under Gruden. And then all of a sudden a change in philosophy happened right there where the, the Glaciers decided that they weren't going to go the route that John and uh, Bruce Allen wanted to go. And that was to still stock up on these free agent people because they got burned. You know, they got, they, they got burned on a, on a lot of their free agents that didn't really ramp up to be, 
what they thought they were going to be, and they're paying them a lot of money. So they decided to go a different route, and then they just didn't get themselves the good head coaches. They've got one now. They've got one in Arians, and he's he's a and they got a, a hell of a defensive co- uh, coordinator in Bowles. So and Leftwich is is a you know uh, I'm going to take Arians' word for it because I don't know enough and haven't seen enough of Leftwich as the offensive coordinator to say how much of that really is Byron, but uh, they are far better off when it comes to. Uh, to tutoring and to educating the players. And and that's part of what I, th- I thought was, was missing is that the acumen of the players coming in, I thought was, was relatively inadequate. Uh, they, uh, you know, stuff, they're making mistakes that you, you don't make in high school without getting benched. And that kind of, and I think that is all, all going to change. And, and I'm, uh, I'm very, very up on this coaching staff, obviously the players talents, uh, even the younger ones that you might not have heard much about uh, have uh, got another year under the belt. They started to show some real progress in the last three, four games of the season. Uh, this is a, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Sports Focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking about the possible uh, hoped for return in the NFL. We've been talking about one team in particular, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks with Tom Corrin, who covered that team for a long time. And Tom, I do want to jump over to the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. Do you think the league will play? That's really, that's a really good question. Uh, <sighs> I, I think the stance right now of Goodell is that they are ramping up to play. I just don't know, you know, whether or not the COVID situation, if it maintains itself at this point and doesn't uh, really, you know, spread to another level, uh, I think they'll play without fans. Uh, you know, how intriguing is that? Well, unless you go to games, it doesn't matter because you're on television. You're going to get the same ambiance minus the crowd noise. And, but you're still going to, you know, you're still going to be able to view it. Viewership's going to be, you know, off the charts. And I'm sure the NFL is taking that into consideration, not to mention the fact of the monies that uh, they receive from TV revenue, et cetera, that they more than want to have this season get underway. And they more than want to have a full season. So, I think with the, the, the push of the NFL in their minds that they want to play, as long as we stay where we are right now, I believe that the NFL is going to play football. All right, let's talk about the controversy. Uh, you had Drew Brees, you know, he made a statement supporting the flag, and then he came out and, mm-hmm. and apologized for that the next day. Goodell says the NFL was wrong not to listen to players, and, and uh, I think – you could say that about the NFL down through the years, hasn't really mm-hmm. listened to players. And mm-hmm. I 100% support the idea of free speech. And if you consider kneeling during the anthem free speech, okay. But I also understand the people who say, if you take that stance, I ain't watching. And that happened the time before. So where do you think all this is going to fall? Well, I, I think uh, we, I, I'm going to say this, is that there's no question 
that uh, it, it may happen every week. I don't know, uh, but there will be kneeling uh, with, with the uh, BLM. And I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, where, where I think this is going to end up going, I think people have to make their own minds up as to what they think this kneeling signifies. And, you know, I think some people got all caught up in the fact that they thought that it was it was a, a backhanded slap to the American flag and patriotism, of which uh, that was not Colin Kaepernick's reason for doing so. And until you really understand what it's all about, you can't really, you know, in, in a smart fashion, understand, you know, what your decision should be as to whether or not you accept it. So I can't change people's minds. Uh, no one can change anybody's minds. Uh, we are what we are. Uh, but uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I don't uh, chastise those that say, I'm not going to watch if they do, Neil. Okay, that's their prerogative. Uh, but I have a sneaking suspicion that if, if they're NFL fans, they may watch anyway. So it's just, it just the nature of the beast. The, the NFL is the most watched, uh, the most popular by far. And there, I, I just could see those ratings being just astronomical when, when it comes down to uh, the season, if they have a season. And Tom, that gets us back to the, the big if. If you don't play, obviously you don't have any ratings. How could any league, even the all-powerful NFL, survive the loss of this coming season? Well, I, somehow I, I, I don't know in particulars of what the NFL does to try and backstop any situations like this, but I'm sure insurance policies are somewhere out there. Now, whether or not they're, you know, uh, you know, force magi or anything that they might put in there uh, covers uh, a pandemic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, I, I, somehow I think that they would cover themselves in some way, shape or form. I think that perhaps maybe the uh, TV stations, the networks uh, cover themselves. You know, anytime you put up that kind of money, uh, you've got to get some kind of an insurance policy. You can't, you can't just, you know, throw up, you know, several a billion dollars out there and not cover your butt. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that there's something out there, how much it is, what it is. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, I, I don't, I just think that what happens is, is, is uh, for the TV state for the, I think the TV stations will be hurt worse than the league itself, because now they've got all that programming. Okay. That they need to uh, refocus on and they're not going to be able to bring in the kind of revenues that they would ever be able to bring in for NFL football, despite the fact they're paying a hell of a lot of money for it. Okay. 30 seconds left. League plays, maybe there are some fans in the stands, maybe there aren't. How does Tampa Bay do with Tom Brady at the helm? They win the NFC South. Simple as that. That's a bold prediction. Oh, it, it's it, either, that or, either that or New Orleans, Charlie. I, well, love well, you. I love your Panthers, but you guys are going to struggle a little bit this year. Yeah. Well, we'll come back and see if you're a prophet. That does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Tom Corrin. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, thanks to you for listening. 
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.